I'm Ron Alesco, and you're listening to Traditions on BluesAndRootsRadio.com. Uh, the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference wrapped up a, a wonderful weekend of, of music and business and, in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, NERFA uh, is a, uh, an annual event that is a gathering. Uh, it's it's a, sort of an industry uh, gathering, a conference. Uh, artists, uh, radio DJs, writers, presenters, and people who are just helping to perpetuate this music. And I've been going for about 20 years now. Every year I'm, I'm meeting new artists, as some of them you've heard today, people like Grace Morrison. Uh, we also heard from Catherine Rondeau, House of Hamill, Joe Rollin Porter. And this next gentleman who I've, I've known for a few years now, um, and I'm so happy that he was able to come on this show. This is the first time we've uh, been able to get him in our studio. Uh, Oh, I, not as much as I have, I can guarantee you. It's so good to have uh, Daniel Bowling with us today. How you doing, Daniel? I'm just doing great. I'm mildly sleep-deprived. Well, you know what? Hold, hold on a second. For some reason, I'm not I'm getting not your mic. Oh, there we go. There's the mic. Okay. It's talking about sleep-deprived. I'm hitting the wrong, the wrong keys here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, why is that working? Wait. Well, Daniel, I'm glad you're with us today. You know, it's been, it's, it's been, you've, you've been an artist that... Um, I actually first met through NERFA. I was on the formal showcase committee. Okay. And I remember so getting... So you're the one. I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember getting uh, one of your CDs, and I remember you had three... We, well, each artist had to uh, pick three songs. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on the third one, but I remember you had Katie's Garden mm-hmm. and uh, King's Coin. Okay. And I forget what the third one was right now. Probably I, I put something light in with those two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was just so impressive in hearing your songs and get, finally getting to meet you at NERFA. Um, some of our local listeners would probably remember that you were part of that wonderful Woody Guthrie night that we did at the uh, Hurdy Gurdy Folk Music Club. Oh, a few that years was ago. just so much fun. <laughs> I, I'm so delighted you invited me to be part of that. Yeah. Just about your sole representative from elsewhere than the East Coast, I yeah. believe. And, and we were, if, if, if you remember, we had a huge uh, it was Hurricane Sandy that hit, hit the region. Yes, just three days before. Yeah, I think, a lot of people were without power. We were, were rationing gas at the time, and we were concerned whether it was going to go. But we sold out. We raised a lot of money and, and, again, and a lot of groceries for the Center for Food Action. And right. it was just a magical night of music, one of, one of the ones that I'm always going to remember. And, uh, well, again, we finally got you in the studio today. And uh, I wonder if you'd start us off with a song. I will. As I said, a little sleep-deprived. We'll see how this comes out. There's no place like home That's the way the story goes And you can't get there from here As far as anybody knows It's each man for himself Devil take those with the least Skipping hand in hand to hell Through the belly of the beast Dorothy's getting so much older She wouldn't recognize the land of Oz today That dreary Kansas prairie couldn't hold her She had dreams only her nightmares could betray If I only had the heart If I only had the brain 
If I could pluck my courage up and take the chance Expect no invitation, accept no condemnation Tug those ruby slippers on and try to dance Where do we go now? Are we who we thought we'd be? You still look like you Most days I still feel like me Have we really been On our own here all along? We stayed on those yellow bricks so tell me what the hell went wrong Dorothy is getting so much older So many things have changed in all these years Thought she'd do all right just like the wizard told her But who among us outgrows all our childhood fears when the emeralds all turn plastic and the tins all gone to rust We've given up on Glinda coming back to rescue us When you're the only one left I can trust If I only have the heart If I only have the brain If I can pluck my courage up and take the chance Expect no invitation Accept no condemnation Tug these ruby slippers on And try to dance I just feel like just saying, okay, take the rest of the hour. Just do, do the whole, I'm going to just sit back and, and enjoy this. You, you, just such, I got nowhere to be. <laughs> Daniel Bowling is with us. What, what an amazing, uh, what a songwriter you are and performer. What a beautiful voice. I, I'm, Thank you. I, this, I've been looking forward to this moment for years to get you in the studio. <laughs> well, I'll so <laughs> Now, that, that song, um, tell us about that one. Is, it, is, it, is that a new song? Or? Well, let's see. Um, it was on my album before last, so it's only about a year and a half, two years old. Okay, right, um, okay. Yeah. yeah, and actually, my newest album is a live album, so it includes some songs that were on previous albums, as well as some brand new ones, so uh -huh. that's actually on two albums now. Oh, nice. Uh, there's a studio version of it on These Houses, and then the live version on Live at the Kitchen Sink. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, my friend Bill Ward out of Houston, Texas, has a wonderful, uh, has a couple of Dorothy-related songs, one of which uh, laments the, the uh, aging flying monkeys and how difficult it is to find work these days mm -hmm. in Hollywood. And he had always been challenging me to write a Wizard of Oz song because he wants to make a compilation uh. of uh, his Wizard of Oz songs and several friends, and so I finally wrote that one for him. He still hasn't made the album. But. Right. I, I think we actually wrote that when you 
released that first CD, I, I put it together in a set with some other Wizard of Oz songs. Oh, good. There's a group called Silk City, which is uh, based on the name of Patterson, New Jersey, which is called Silk City. And they do this wonderful medley of tunes uh, on banjo and all kinds of instruments. Uh, and it's just, it worked so well on that. Uh, Daniel Bowling is with us. He was at the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance uh, conference with us. And this it's been a few years since you've been to, to NERFA. It has, I think, five, five years yeah, since yeah. we were there last. It could have been just four, but uh, we were counting, and Ellen and I couldn't be sure if it was four <laughs> or five. We attended either four or five in a row, right? and then we've skipped a number of them, and it's really nice to be back. Yeah, uh, but, recognized a lot of people and met a lot of new folks. Yeah, as we do every year, it's like that. But, you know, you, you've been so busy. You do a lot. I mean, you travel what, almost full time, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the average year will be out on the road about 10 months, sometimes 11 months. Uh, not, in, not all in a row. We try not right, to be out more still. than three months at a time anymore. We made that mistake a couple times, and Ellen said, mm, maybe two months is enough at right. one shot. But, but, uh, but it, it's so rewarding, I, I can imagine. Uh, you know, you, I was joking before about being old. I think uh, you're younger than I am. And, uh, I, I, I'm not sure that's true. Well, I was born in July 57. Oh, well, then I am uh, just a little bit. I was born in January 58. Okay, we're all close, but uh, you, you you have so much, you look like you have so much more energy than I do, and I, I have to believe... <laughs> I thought you were going to say you, you look so much older than I do. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but it, you, you've got some sort of secret, and I think it may be because of your career. You worked in the National Park System for so many years, a lot of uh, that fresh air, I guess. years with the National Parks, and then... 20 with the Bureau of Land Management, all, all doing law enforcement on the public lands out west. It was, yeah. it was fascinating. I can imagine. You've done, you've done, I think, some songs. Uh, it creeps into a few yeah, of the songs. Yeah. There's not a lot of direct right. references. Right, right. But I can, I can see it influence it. And, and the music. I think that's really what keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ellen, and Ellen, And Ellen, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm older than both of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> by a couple months. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, it's it's so good that you're here today. And uh, I know you're going to be doing a house concert in our neck of the woods. Uh, you're going to be in Bloomfield, New Jersey, at a house concert that, um, well, we can't give the address, obviously. But if you'd like some information, uh, it's going to take place on on Friday, November the 16th. And it's in Bloomfield, New Jersey, right near the Montclair border. You can contact uh, this email address, Peter S. Pam W. And that's all one word, P-E-T. E-R-S-P-A-M-W at Verizon.net. And uh, just to see you up close and personal like I am right now, I can <laughs> sort of get my own little house concert here at WFDU. Um, that's, it's quite an experience. And, it, and if the email address gets scrambled on you, just go to DanielBowling.com and you'll find the info right there under tour dates. Excellent. Well, I see you picked up another instrument while we're talking. Our radio audience uh, will probably recognize the sound of that. This is Stuart. Stuart. Welcome, Stuart, to our audience, <laughs> to, our, to our show. Yeah, we were talking about old men. Stuart is older than the both of us put together. Really? Well, pretty close. Stuart was built in 1891 in Philadelphia. Wow. It's a, it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah. What are you going to share with us? Uh, a, fairly, a fairly new song on, on a really old banjo. Daddy grew up deep in Appalachia 
in the hollers where the mountain laurel blooms. Crystal water springs, speckled wood thrush sings. Dogwood lends the air her sweet perfume. Dogwood lends the air her sweet perfume. Well, the mountains once stood tall in Appalachia. Streams running cool down their sides. A boy could hunt and fish as free as he could wish. And the water wouldn't poison his inside. The water wouldn't poison his inside. came to Appalachia caring only for the money they could make for coal deep underground now they tear the mountains down give so little in return for what they take so little in return for what they take Jobs ain't ever coming back to Appalachia. Well, people tell you coal is clean. Well, that's a lie. There's no living for a man. Get the hell out if you can. This is just a place you wait around to die. Just a place you wait around to die Cause you can't drink the water now In Appalachia And you can't eat the twisted fish That still survive Lord, I wish that I could see How Kentucky used to be when my daddy and his mountains were alive my daddy and his mountains were alive wow that's a powerful song relevant song by by all means i'm at this uh yeah, you know, my, my my father was from Pennsylvania, okay. uh, in in coal mining country towards sure. West Virginia, and he told me he left at a very early age because he did not want to be in the coal mines. That long line about uh, it was waiting around to die. Yeah. He, he said that's exactly what it was back then, and he knew mm -hmm. it was. And he came to New York, and sure. well, here I am. My daddy got in the Army Air Corps and yeah. uh, left the hills, and he never went back again except to visit. Yeah, he still loved the hills and always would, but he knew that wasn't a place that he could uh, earn a living and raise a family other than going in the mines and his daddy never wanted any of them in the mines his father was a electrician for the mines mm -hmm. but not he wasn't working underground right and that that was an improvement at least yeah yeah it's the dangerous times oh well you, you mentioned your father was in the air force uh, did you i guess you 
were you an Air Force brat? Did you travel I was, around a bit? I was born yeah. in Germany. Yeah. What? And lived in Okinawa and over in uh, Misawa, Japan, and a number of places around the U.S. So I grew up moving a lot, and then went in the Park Service and moved a lot more. Yeah. And uh, now Ellen and I just live in a van. <laughs> so. But I guess New Mexico is that your your place of residence? Yes. Uh, home yeah. base is Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh-huh. We we love it there. We just don't. You know, you can't uh, you can't keep making a living with music in one spot unless well i i guess there are ways to but what mm-hmm. i like to do is is play listening rooms where folks really are engaged with the stories and and uh, that works out best for me if i can travel around to where there are lots of folks who want to hear the stories sure. and, you know I, I wear out my audience in albuquerque i, <laughs> I play for them a couple times a year and they really enjoy that but if right. i was playing for them you know, four or five times a week, I think they'd get tired of it. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Once you know the punchline of the story, I guess, right? <laughs> but no, it's, uh, you, know, you, you had a, a very successful career, as you said before, with the park services. What, what drove you to make music your, your career and, and switch? Yeah, well, I was, I was writing songs and playing out in clubs. Uh, well, high school, I was writing songs, and I was playing out in clubs by college. Um, I just realized that unless you just happen to grab the brass ring that's not a reliable enough way to make a living to raise a family on or it wasn't for me in those days mm-hmm. and um, so i found my my spot in the park service there which was something i loved and i kept playing but i i really didn't get to use it commercially or, or professionally uh, until 30 years later Mm-hmm. I fit music in around the edges, and I did three of my eight albums while I was still working for the government. Mm. But now that's been almost 11 years ago that I left the government, and I've done five more albums since then. And uh, Ellen and I have toured almost full-time for the last 11 years. And it's just really nice to have a, a second career that is so dramatically different from the first career yeah. and that pursues something I have always loved and wanted to do. My, my mother was an amateur folk singer. She had her very own... Um, program on armed forces television in Misawa, japan in 1964 wow called mother hubbard's cupboard <laughs> and she was in period costume my eldest sister uh, was also in period costume i think she went under the title of little miss muffet and uh, mama would play the auto harp and sing old folk songs with a circle of children including me around her feet uh-huh. uh, uh, so I was indoctrinated early. Yeah, well, good to stay with you. For me, I, I I remember watching Captain Kangaroo, where they had a lot of folk music of that, of that era mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and it stayed with us. Obviously, I that too. Well, yeah. and my father has always loved music. He's he was never a singer himself. I think someone did him a disservice in elementary school of mm-hmm. telling him he shouldn't sing, and he <laughs> took it to heart. Oh. I heard him in the shower and in church years later. He had a lovely voice, and yeah. he came from music people in in the, the East Kentucky Mountains. His his mother's cousin was Gene Ritchie. You know, they, there was oh. music in in the in the family line for sure, but he loved music, and he would go over to the Air Force Library, and they had recording equipment and you could take the vinyl albums and record them over to reel-to-reel tape and he had quite a library which i now have oh. of uh, those reel-to-reel tapes i don't know how viable they are these days <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, some of the ones he brought home that i remember the earliest were uh, recordings of the newport folk festival uh-huh. uh, early on right right and uh, yeah just fascinating stuff and at some point it occurred to me that those were all songs that somebody wrote. Yeah, uh, they didn't just appear out of the ether. 
well, they really do, I guess, when we write them. Uh, I, I'm not sure who, who to attribute it to, but somebody says, oh, I don't write these songs, I just write them down. Yeah. You know? But uh, even old folk songs, somebody wrote those originally, and then they got added to and changed a little bit. And Somewhere along the line, I decided to switch over from playing songs that I really liked that I had heard to trying to write my own, and it sort of morphed from there. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how about giving us another one sure. of your songs? Sure. Daniel Bowling is with us. Uh, we've been talking to uh, and hearing from artists who were at this year's Northeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference. Uh, Daniel is our, our final guest today, and uh, you know, we're spending some time hearing some music. As I mentioned, he's going to be appearing at a house concert in Bloomfield, New Jersey, this coming Friday night. Uh, you can go to Daniel's website, danielbowling.com, for more information. And uh, we'll. Uh Since we were talking about Daddy, let's uh, talk about him in song a little bit more. As soon as I get this thing tweaked. You know, uh, Arlo Guthrie likes to say guitar tuning and aircraft maintenance have a lot in common. <laughs> and they're always worthwhile. So, Daddy, about five years ago, he'd been living in his own little house up in Aztec, New Mexico. And he'd been doing pretty well, and every time Ellen and I'd get in off the road, we'd drive up there and spend a few days with him and take him to doctor's appointments and set up his medications and do any little odd jobs around the house. But he uh, he, he had Parkinson's, and uh, it got to the point where he simply couldn't manage on his own anymore. So five years ago, uh, over the Christmas break, we got enough family members together to dismantle the family house and figure out what to do with all that stuff. And I'll bet anybody listening who's over the age of about 40 knows exactly how that plays out. Well, well, here's how it went for our family. Sleeves rolled up, work gloves on, a dust mask on my face. It's time to sort and pack and load and ship my papa's place. Chunks of chain, hunks of board, a couple dozen scriptures of the Lord. Things we can't, things we must. Under 40 years of dust. Chest waders with the feet cut off, hanging on the wall of my dad's garage. I don't know what he kept them for, but I'm pretty sure he never wore those chest waders with the feet cut off, unless maybe he lost his mind. When somebody goes through things of mine No telling just what they'll find That throne-shaped toilet paper holder Really reeks of class A Victorian-era serving tray With dead moths under glass What to keep, what to throw Who the heck is ever gonna know What we pitch, what we save Take that secret to my with these pliers I'll keep them for sure and this pistol mama's mama's daddy carried in the war 
But what to do with all this stuff? Every house already has enough to give a bunch of things away and pity our own kids someday. There's chest waiters with the feet cut off hanging on the wall of my dad's garage. I don't know what he kept them for, but I'm pretty sure he never wore those chest waiters with the feet cut off unless maybe he lost his mind. But when somebody goes through things of mine, no telling just what they'll find. Cause I've got pay stubs clear back to the 60s. Blue jeans that no longer fit me. Bags of rusty used guitar strings. Projects left undone. Fall out from a jack of all trades and junk that hasn't budged in decades. In my mind, the choir sings. You are your father's son. Oh, does that that really hits home? <laughs> my my mother uh, passed away recently, and I, right, I'm I sorry. I know that. your your father also passed yeah, away. Yeah, just about I'm two so, weeks ago. I'm so sorry. sorry. Hear about your mom as well. Oh, thank thank you. you. It's 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 tough losing parents, but you know, going through those memories, like you're saying, and figuring what they mean. I I, I found a little suitcase, and there was like receipts from work they had done around the house in the 1950s oh yeah you know, it's yeah, like we, why are you keeping all this stuff we still have two file cabinets of that stuff oh um, well that's one of the chores left to do is still to go through that stuff and make sure there's nothing that needs to be kept sure and there probably are some things that need to be kept yeah i'm but sure you know, our parents were our parents were children of the of the uh, depression they didn't throw away yeah, anything that's very true as very soon as true. you do that's when you're gonna need it <laughs> i know we have stuff in our attic which we moved in 25 years ago we haven't been up there to even see what's in those boxes so <laughs> you know, i know they're gonna go well you know i i, I i'm lucky because you know my wife puts up with my um pension for the hoarding instinct <laughs> but also my my interest in folk music and doing oh, radio okay. and such and i know i think you're you're doing what you're doing because of your wife and uh and her endless support and, and, and traveling with you. Absolutely. She, Music enabler. Yeah. She's here, here in the studio today with us, Ellen. And uh, can, I, can I put you on mic? Would you mind? Okay. Hey, uh, let's get a little closer. Okay. Hello. Hi. It's good to see you. Now, now da to pretend Daniel's not here right now. Uh, <laughs> this is, you know, all the traveling uh, that you're doing. Is it really something that you expected and, and, and enjoying doing? Well, uh, I... I had a lot of, of practice. In fact, uh, I realized a few years ago my grandfather was an advance man for a circus. Uh -huh. I think some of that may have rubbed off. <laughs> yeah. And then my dad was a high school teacher in San Antonio, Texas, and he said when I was really small, the summers are way too hot in San Antonio, and he applied for summer seasonal jobs as a national park ranger. My definition of going to summer camp was the family packs up everything they need for three months, and we went and lived in five summers in Rocky Mountain, four in Glacier, and five in Yosemite. So guess what I wanted to be when I grew mm -hmm. up? <laughs> and I am older than Daniel, so by the time we met, 
I was a backcountry ranger uh, getting paid to hike in Big Bend National Park way out in West Texas, 180 miles from the nearest town. Back when I was still a mere child. You and you were a mere child. He hadn't (laughs) quite finished school yet. I robbed the cradle. Well, okay, I hadn't quite finished college yet. There you go. That there school, you go. <laughs> yes. We don't talk about who graduated from high school when the other one graduated from college. Right. Well, there's something about the work that both of you have done and and your your love of each other and the music that I think uh, keeps you both eternally young. I, 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 I was watching the two of you at Nerf. You running around all the time. I don't know how you do it. I, I was exhausted watching you all. The, the most common comment I, I heard when I finally tracked down somebody I'd wanted to visit with was oh we were just visiting with your wife yeah yeah <laughs> well it sounds like you both are leading a life that you're enjoying and and you're much. you're certainly writing some incredible songs thank you could, could i could i get another song from you would you well, mind sure do you uh, want uh inspirational and uplifting or do you want uh funny and earthy <laughs> now, you're making me choose i'm going to ask you to do two songs i think of it let's do that okay, let's do okay. that all right <laughs> If you're, if you're not in a rush. Sure. No, no, no. That's, I've got that. Like I said, I've been waiting to get you in the studio for years, and uh, this is a real good opportunity. And we have some time to go right now, too. I'm, we're on until 6 o'clock. For those of you listening, this is Traditions. I'm Ronald Lesko, and uh, we've been talking about the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance, and Daniel Bolding is here right now. I will not go gently subservient and mild but with my eyes wide open raging wild souls live on eternal and I do not believe mere doctrine should sequester you from me take my hand I'll take yours Help me see into your mind Hate can't stand open doors What we seek is what we'll find Take my hand You do not speak for me I cannot speak for you No dusty dogma dictates what is right for us to do. We make up rules to suit our needs, change them as we please, using hate to drive our brothers to their knees. Take my hand, I'll take yours. See into your mind Hate can't stand Open doors What we seek is what we'll find Take my hand I feel it in my heart I know it in my soul We are here to make each other strong and whole. Take my hand, I'll take yours. Help me see into your mind. Hate can't stand 
seek is what we'll find Take my Good words. Inspirational. Thank you. I, I played that for a house concert uh, earlier in this tour, and something happened that has never happened before, which is about halfway through that first chorus, uh, somebody in the front row reached out and took the hand of the person on either side of oh, them. Oh, wow. And it went all the way around the room. And, and pretty soon, not only were all of them singing the chorus with me, but they were all uh, joined hands around the room. It, That's beautiful. It made it hard to sing, yeah, I gotta tell you. Yeah, I'm getting all goosebumps right now hearing you talk about it. Well, um, you might be able to hold hands this coming Friday, November the 16th in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Again, Daniel Bowling will be doing a house concert. Um, you can go to Dan's website, danielbowling.com, and that's B-O-L-I-N-G, Bowling, Daniel Bowling. Com. And I'm looking at your schedule. I see you've got more, a couple more house concerts going back to New Mexico, but there's something on your schedule here which intrigues me. New Zealand. Yes. Uh, nice. Ellen and I are going to go to New Zealand, uh, partly to do music and partly to be tourists. Mm -hmm. And I got booked for a festival over New Year's in Dunedin in the South Island and built a little tour around that. Um, and then we decided, you know, the first of these dates and the last of these dates are pretty good ways apart. We should do a whole lot of being tourists. And you know what we're also going to do is while we're that close to Australia, in the middle of this two months that we'll spend in New Zealand, we're going to fly over to Australia oh. and spend uh, 20 days there nice. just being tourists where I don't have to drive on the left-hand side of the road <laughs> and, and figure out anything. We can just go sightsee. Oh, so, uh, so you're leaving the band at home, I assume, right? <laughs> you know, that's the hardest, single oh. hardest part there is of when we tour overseas is not having the van because yeah. that that is home sure we really we really love our van it's uh, 20 foot long and has a high top and after 300,000 miles of touring in the minivan which ellen referred to as the sarcophagus uh, this bigger van is is a treat yeah. and we uh, we miss it sorely when we're off say in europe touring in a fiat 500 or yeah <laughs> something uh. else where you're steering with your knees <laughs> Well, Daniel, I, I want to thank you so much for coming here today. And I got one more song for us. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm grateful to you. But are you working on another recording or anything? Well, the newest one just came out uh, in late May of this year. Right. So it, it that was a live recording, though, right? It, yeah. Well, yes, uh, we brought a house concert audience into the large tracking room of of the kitchen sink studio in Santa Fe, New Mexico, <laughs> and uh, did a matinee show and an evening show. So we'd have a parts car in case I clammed seriously on a song we could borrow it from the other show and we recorded not only the songs but the stories that go in front of some of them and the audience interaction mm -hmm. uh, so live album with studio quality sound it's a yeah and but we included half a dozen brand new songs of mine on that as well as some older ones that were from albums that had gone out of print right or where i'd maybe rewritten the song a bit since it was recorded something like that but particularly, we focused on some of the songs that do have a uh, audience participation component, some sing-along and such. And uh, those just those songs live 
in a live setting mm-hmm. and and we have studio versions of some of those but it was really nice to get them with the audience involved so absolutely uh, it's a little bit of everything on that album yeah. it's two discs two sets and it was a whole lot of fun but since i put six brand new songs on that album um that's pretty much the new material that i um, would have been building towards another all original album so or an all new album so it may be another year okay well we'll wait we'll wait (laughs) we're looking forward to it though i'm so grateful for all of the play that uh folk djs all around the country and you in particular ron well give to my albums i'm uh, it's really wonderful to to know that they mean something to to more people than just me when i write these songs they mean a lot you know as i hear your songs you know, we, we both are different parts of the country, but there's so many things that we relate to, and that's that's what folk music's about. You know, it's, it's these are songs from the community, and I think you've really captured that spirit of writing what we all feel and uh, and put it into words that some of us can't. So oh, I appreciate that. I hope that's how it works. This song is, is probably no exception to that. Uh, it's in a very different vein from anything else I've, I've done this evening, but uh, I think we've all felt this. I live in an old two-story farmhouse with my wife. My grandfather built it. I've lived here all my life. Late to bed after enjoying food and friends and talk. I failed to take our geriatric Great Dane for his walk. Arising early, my sweet wife awoke me with a shrug. Said there's a present waiting for you on the hallway rug. Your massive and decrepit dog deposited a pile of something putrid, fetid, rank, and vile. I slugged a mug of coffee down to help me do the do, then shoveled the offending mass into the upstairs loo. The plumber's helper couldn't, the blockage wouldn't budge. I flushed and plunged, and soon the floor was ankle-deep in sludge. I want to rent a snake. I want to rent a snake. My commode is discommodious. It's flushing once melodious. is execrable and odious. It's more than I can take. I want to rent a snake. rental counter kid said, Mr. Snakes are old technology. You want the power flusher. Latest wrinkle in hydrology. Bolt this baby to the bowl. Pump it up to pressure. You'll blow your troubles down the hole and make your household fresher. I lugged it home, set to work, followed each instruction, but I figured greater pressure would yield even greater suction. The loathsome waters blasted down, then rushed back towards the ceiling and crashed in filthy torrents to the floor where I was kneeling. I then personified the definition of insanity, repeating my experiment with worsening profanity. But the flusher gave the same result with every encounter. I drug it back, still dripping slime, and laid it on the counter. I want to rent a snake. I want to rent a snake. 
my commode is discommodious It's flushing once melodious Is execrable and odious It's more than I can take I want to rent a snake I snaked each pipe throughout the house As clean as when we got them I took the basement clean-outs off And snaked up from the bottom I flushed each loo a dozen times They worked like they were newer But I never closed the clean-outs Now our basement is our sewer I want to rent a snake I want to rent a snake my commode is discommodious It's flushing once melodious Is execrable and odious It's more than I can take I want to rent a snake I want to rent a snake <laughs> Oh, a little toilet humor from Daniel Bowling <laughs> Never gets old Oh, that is a funny song. But, uh, I, you know, I tried to keep it clean. Yeah, that's what you did. You did. Oh, I love that. Well, Daniel, <laughs> you, I, I want to thank you so much for coming by today. And Ellen, for, 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 for being putting up with us for all this, uh, <laughs> this time. <laughs> but, uh, again, you'll be in, in, in uh, Bloomfield this coming Friday, November the uh, 17th. And yes, uh, look forward to that. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll see you somewhere else down the road. I'll look forward to that, too. It, it may be Nerfa next year. It may yeah. be later than that. Uh, I got uh, quite a bit of interest, of interest from folks at Nerfa in bringing me back up here for some house concerts and coffeehouse venues. So uh, I'm sure I'll be back in the next year or two. Under, wonderful. Well, don't be a stranger. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Daniel Bowling. Well, I'm Ron Alesco. This is Traditions, and we have about 20 minutes left in our show today. I want to play.